0: chapter 5 of the fall river tragedy by edwin h porter this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter 5 the search of the house friday morning came and with it little but mystery to add to the awful tragedy the police had guarded the house all night marshal hilliard had been active to an unusual degree but the solution of the great murder mystery seemed to be as far distant as at any time since the discovery of the bodies it was stated early friday morning that arrests would be made during the day but they were not miss lizzie borden was suspected but there was no evidence against her it would have been a serious matter to arrest a person for such a terrible crime as this double murder especially when it is considered that the one suspected occupied a high social position in the community besides she had a spotless reputation not one word of criticism had passed upon her before this time and furthermore she was an heiress to a fortune of not less than three hundred thousand dollars the officers of the law must have more evidence and with this idea in view they again visited the house for the purpose of a more thorough search On the afternoon before, the report had gone out that Miss Lizzie had refused the officers' permission to search her room. This was promptly denied. However, they were not satisfied, and the ground was carefully gone over again. Five officers spent over three hours ransacking rooms, bureaus, beds, boxes, trunks, and everything else where it was thought that anything which they would like to find might be hidden not a thing was discovered which afforded the slightest clue to the perpetrator of the bold and blood-curdling crimes the searching party consisted of marshal hilliard assistant marshal fleet state detective Seaver, medical examiner dolan and captain desmond they went to the house shortly after three o'clock and did not leave until nearly six o'clock there were a number of people in the house beside the two daughters the servant and john v morse among them were mrs holmes and miss russell friends of the family who had been sent for by the misses borden to keep them company the squad of police surrounding the house were given instructions not to let any one enter or leave while the search was in progress and they obeyed their orders to the letter attorney andrew j jennings of fall river was also present He had been retained by the Mrs. Borden to look after their interests, but made no attempt to interfere in any way with the searching party. Mr. Morse offered his services to the officers, but they were declined with thanks. The police were satisfied after an hour's work on the first floor and cellar, and then they passed to the second floor. Miss Lizzie was in her room when they approached the door. She opened her trunk and said, "'Is there anything I can do or show you, gentlemen?' She was told that nothing further was expected of her. They spent another hour ransacking the rooms on this floor, but their efforts were unrewarded. Then the yard and barn were again searched, but with the same result. Nothing was found, and nothing was taken from the premises, if the words of a policeman at the time were to be depended upon. After the party left, one of the officers in conversation dwelt particularly upon the demeanour of Miss Lizzie at the time of the search. He said, i was surprised at the way she carried herself and i must say that i admire her nerve i did not think that a woman could have so much she did not appear to be in the least bit excited or worried i have wondered why she did not faint upon her discovery of the dead body of her father most women would have done so for a more horrible sight i never saw and i have walked over a battlefield where thousands lay mangled and dead She is a woman of remarkable nerve and self-control, and her sister, Emma, is very much of the same disposition, although not so strong. After so thorough a search of the house, it was expected that some startling developments would be made, but the public was doomed to disappointment. Contrary to the expectations of all, it was announced that absolutely nothing had been discovered which would lead to a clue or assist in any way in clearing up the great mystery. There was one thing of importance which the police did accomplish on the second day after the murder. The time of the taking off of Mr. Borden was fixed at between 10.50 and 11.03 o'clock, and it was assumed that Mrs. Borden was killed before that time. They arrived at their decision regarding the old gentleman by the following facts. It was known that Mr. Borden was talking to Mr. Charles M. Horton at 10.30 o'clock, as they were seen together by persons on the chase mill car that leaves city hall for bedford and quarry streets at ten thirty the car was standing in front of the building after leaving mr horton mr borden walked up south main street stopping for a minute or two at this block and then going through borden street to second and to his home bridget sullivan was positive that she admitted him to the front door between eleven forty five and eleven fifty It was before eleven, and after eleven forty-five, Marshal Hilliard made special inquiries of the persons in the office with him, concerning the time that he received the telephone message, and it has been fixed at within a minute of eleven fifteen. Officer Allen was sent to investigate, and positively asserts that he was at the house at ten twenty. A man who heard the alarm on the street says at the time there was no one in sight except the person who informed him. He was able to fix the time to within a minute of 10.45, by attending circumstances that he can recall clearly. The clock at Dr. Bowen's had struck eleven just before Miss Lizzie came to the door for the doctor, and Dr. Bowen reached Mr. Borden's house at eleven-thirty. The murder was reported within fifteen minutes from the time that Mr. Borden is known to have been alive. With this detail were involved many issues it practically broke down any theories that a mysterious assassin slyly entered the house sneaked into the rooms and then killed his victims the intervening space of time was too brief it became perfectly apparent to the police that the body of mrs borden lay for an hour or more in the room where mr morse slept brutally hacked the work of a murderer showing beyond all question and cavil that the blows were administered not in a frenzy at the sight of blood but with one all-absorbing purpose, immediate death. There was evidence of fiendish brutality in the work, shown not alone in the manner in which it was done, but in the apparent sole desire of the guilty one to complete the crime so that the victim could not by any chance escape from the fate intended. They became more and more convinced that the body of Mrs. Borden could not have lain in the room for one or two hours without having been discovered by someone in the house in the minds of the police the proposition resolved itself into this form could there have been a dead body and an assassin in the house for nearly two hours unknown to and undiscovered by miss lizzie or the servant chapter five